0: Believe that you are a spirit after you have met Jesus Christ. The Bible says that whoever believes in Him will not perish but have eternal life. Now, Jesus told Nicodemus when Nicodemus came and expressed that you must come from God. The first thing Jesus told him, You must be born again. And I'm also telling you the same thing that not going to church is not enough, you must be born again because without being born again that is to believe that jesus christ is the son of god and receiving him as your lord and savior and believing that he died and rose on the third day seated at the right hand of god for your sins unless you believe you will not be born again you can go to a church but it will not make you born again so now if i believe that i'm born again in other words i know i'm born again then where is the works of my being born again Where where is the evidence of my being born again? Where is the faith of my being born again? Because my faith is to be the evidence of what is not seen, which is my spirit. I've seen my body. I've not seen my soul, but I can... My soul is made up of my mind, my emotion, and my will. Even though I've not seen them, I have exhibited them all the time. I still continue... To exhibit them even as i'm preaching now i'm exhibiting their existence by being able to talk consistently applying my mind now how about my spirit do i believe do i have faith that i have it just as i give my body and my emotions and other parts of me attention so that is also one area that we need to look at. That is the unseen aspect, the unseen part of life, which is my spirit. My spirit. Since I grew up or I, be- I became aware of myself, I've been paying attention and giving care to my body until I got born again. And because I believe in unseen things, I believe that even though I have not seen my spirit, I must do things that demonstrates my belief in my spirit. and that is. This is where I spend time to read my Bible. This is where I spend time to pray. This is where I spend time to listen to preaching. It may not change my body. It may not do anything physically to my body. But because of my faith, I do these things because I'm demonstrating that is the evidence that I believe that I have a spirit. And the the other thing that I want to Therefore, bring, maybe i just mention these two things. I believe in God. God is not seen. I believe also in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, I've not seen the Holy Spirit. But I believe that even though I have not seen the Holy Spirit, He exists. And as the Word of God says, He is in me, He is with me, and He is upon me to walk this life, to be my helper, to be my comforter. To be my teacher, to be my guide, to be my strengthener. And all his great works that God has sent him through Jesus Christ to be with me. I believe it. And because I believe it, when I wake up in the morning, I talk to him. I don't see him, but I talk to him. In many instances, at different points in life. I talk to the Holy Spirit to guide me, to show me what to do. Well, you may say that I'm mad. But so also are you. Because you haven't seen the coronavirus. But you have stopped going to the shops. Well, the, the, you see, this whatever is happening, the Bible says all things work together for good. Whatever is happening now is, is, is to teach us. Like Solomon said, I went by the field of the sluggard and I learned a lesson. He also said, It is better to be in the house of mourning than to be in a place of feasting. Because in the house of mourning, there are lessons that come out. Now, this season that we are going through is a very difficult season because we have never experienced this. Even though the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. For us, it is new because we just came. We just came and since we came, many, because of our technology and medical advancement, many things are contained. But here we are. It's like we can see a virus that is let loose. That nobody seemed to be able to control. And it's, it's a terrible thing for us. It's quite, it's quite scary. As you see the number of people dying in a developed country, not in a poor country, such that there's no place to even hold them. There's, I mean, being coffins to be kept in ice rinks until they are disposed of. I mean, it's, who, whoever thought that, In this 21st century, we would experience something like this. But you see, it's a season change. And and God is allowing it to also give us an opportunity. Because for some people, I believe that this season change is going to prove our faith. For other people, it may be an act of mercy. When through this season, they will hear God's voice. And they will change their ways and accept God into their lives. And I pray that if you are watching and you, don't, you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, listen, don't think that those who are born again are uneducated. Excuse me to say. Excuse me to say. You say you are educated. And because of that, you don't understand this born again nonsense. Who, who educated you? And what were you educated with? You were born into this world and whatever you know is what the world has taught you. The world that has been running before you came. What you know is what it has taught you. If you are telling me that you are educated by another source of information apart from what the world has taught you, then maybe I'll listen to you. Because whatever the world teaches you is what you believe. When, when, When we came, if they are told us that one plus one is seven, we would have believed it. And, and think about it. When you see even a child, when a child is born, as if they are growing up, one of the things that they do consistently, which never ceases to amaze me, is how they interchange left to right and right to left. And they don't do it occasionally. At a certain stage of their lives, they consistently put right to left and left to right. Uh, right when you give them footwear or when a footwear is there for them to wear why do they do that why do they do that it tells you that in their minds what they have come with they say left is right and right there. so we teach them and say this is left and after a long time they get used to it so whatever you know whatever your education is you are you are what the world has taught you but you see if you are wise and humble you will believe in Jesus because when Jesus came he 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 did not come f- he, he did not come from the world he did not come from he came from heaven and his knowledge and information about the world is not what the world taught him but it's a knowledge that he came because he is the maker and the creator of all things without him was not anything made that was so if he is telling us that this is the way This is the way to God. You better believe it. Otherwise, you discover that you have been a fool. You can't say that, oh, there must be other ways to God and that Jesus is not the only way. So far, every evidence points to the fact that Jesus is not a liar. He is the only person who dominated all the forces on earth. All the forces. There's no force on earth that overcame him. All the other people that are proposing other ways to God have been overcome by other forces so jesus was authenticated by god himself and he demonstrated it in terms of the magnitude of the power that he displayed so that alone should make me believe that jesus is true and the bible says he's the truth he's the truth so if he says he's the way he must be the way if he says he's the way and that he's the truth and the life and that no one comes to god by him but by him you better believe it instead of challenging it because you are challenging jesus who created and who did everything on an information that you didn't come with but on an information that you have you have been given it's like going to court and arguing your case not as a witness of the incident but as some what you're arguing your case with the information you were told. What if the information you are told is altered, is edited? How, how You cannot argue your case in court with the information you are told. That is why in court, they ask for eyewitnesses. Eyewitnesses, people who were there as the thing happened. Not people who were told what happened. So in the same way, I'm saying this for those of you who says you are, you are educated and because of that you don't believe in this nonsense of Christianity. My dear friend, my brother, you are, you are educated with the knowledge of the world. And whatever adulteration, whatever corruption is in the knowledge of the world, that is what you have been educated with. Listen to the one who, who was there from the beginning when there was nothing and he would tell you which way is the truth and that his name is jesus that's what makes jesus different from all other people if he says he's the way i tell you he's the way you better believe it anyway so let's go on so as i'm speaking i'm speaking about our faith faith that we are to live by our faith that will please god now why am i saying what i'm saying Or what is the essence of what I'm saying? The essence of what I'm saying is this. Many of us, as Christians, have demonstrated a kind of faith. But a kind of faith that is more external. Many of us go to church because we are expected to be in church. Because of the roles we play. Many of us pray. Because in church or in a prayer meeting, we are expected to pray. Some of us read our Bible because sometimes, depending on which church you go to, we are actually made and given assignments to read Bible verses. And then also, some of us give offering for the work of God. Because... As the basket is passing, and as we are motivated by the pastor, we get moved, and therefore we cannot allow the basket to pass by. But you see, this season is a test of your faith. Because, in as much as so many things are happening, it's going to test whether what you are doing is a belief from you, it's an external force. That makes you do it through encouragement and people because now nobody will force you. We we can't gather. We can't gather. There's no gathering. We can't gather. From Thursday, I'll be home with my family, my biological family, and that's it. And I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to meet anybody. I want to be home alone for the next three weeks. So that wherever I am, the Lord will keep me there. And therefore Whether I will wake up in the morning to pray, believing that there is God who hears prayers or not. There's no pastor that is going to call me for a prayer meeting. That's a test. Remember, Peter was tested when the situation changed and he failed what was the test for Peter? The test for Peter was finding and seeing Jesus in a state that he had never seen Jesus before. Because up until now, he has seen Jesus as the one against whom there is no challenge. Healing diseases, making sea obey him, bringing back death to life. So, of course, he was, he was believing in Jesus and could say who he is even. But when the situation changed and he saw Jesus being arrested and being beaten and, I mean, mishandled, he was immediately threatened. And what did he say when the time came? He denied Jesus. He said he didn't even know him. No, no, he didn't say he didn't know who he is because there are two things as in terms of knowing somebody and knowing who the person is. There are two things most people know a person but they don't know who the person is but peter denied him he says i don't know him at least judah said i know him but you see peter his faith failed him or he denied jesus because he is now seeing jesus in a totally different situation so you see as he has been following jesus he might have prided himself on his ability to let go of all everything and following Jesus and all the other things. But what he didn't know was that. It could be also what, when he put two and two together. The benefits and the gain that was there for him. Because if Peter was not thinking about gain. He would never have asked Jesus we have left all and followed you. What shall we have? So that having followed Jesus for a while and still asking that question. Meant that meant that it was on his mind and you see based on those things he never knew what was really making him so committed to jesus until the situation changed then he realized that he was not as committed as he thought he was now many of us are going to be tested in this season are going to be seriously tested i don't know how long we are going to be prohibited from meeting together we pray that it does not last so long the lord have mercy which actually makes it true that the difficulties that shall come to mankind in the last days, the Bible says that unless it is shortened, even the very elect will not make it. But for the elect it shall be shortened. It's my prayer that the Lord would intervene and shorten this season of difficulty that all of us are experiencing. You know? So this season is come to test your faith. Your faith, in, not, you see, most of the time we have heard faith talking about believing God for things. But you see, I, I, I feel and I think that we, we, we have, faith has not been taught well. I, I, I believe and I feel that faith, the teaching of faith should be to guide us or to help us to understand that. Faith is to believe in the unseen world. Faith is to believe in the invisible and therefore letting go of the visible so that you can pursue the invisible. Because Paul is telling us they're invisible, the things that are not seen are eternal. So this season is going to challenge your faith. It's going to be a test of your faith. Do you believe in God? Yes, you don't see him, you don't hear him, but do you believe that he's there? Will you talk to him? Jesus said in Luke 18 verse 1, Men always ought to pray and not faint. Are you going to pray? Or because now you are home and no church meeting, there's no prayer meeting, you don't, you don't have the energy to pray. Are you going to pray? When there's nobody motivating you to pray, men always ought to pray and not faint. Not men always to pray when the season is Okay even when the season is not okay now most of us have lost the, the 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 group effect of christianity where we are moving in a congregation and all those things all those things are not there are you going to be a christian are you going to be a prayer warrior in this season or you are going to be a sleeping warrior in this season I pray that you will not be a sleeping warrior, but you will turn out the season will turn you into a prayer warrior. A person who demonstrates your faith by praying always, talking to God, discussing things with Him, getting to know Him as your Father. The second thing is are you going to, of course, if you are a praying person, you will not neglect your spirit. Are you going to demonstrate that you believe that you have a spirit? Well, I I think that this is a very good time for people of faith, people who believe in unseen things, to really give attention to their spirit. Because up until now, we have been so busy moving around, up and down, chasing what we don't know. Only God knows. We're chasing nothing, thinking we are chasing something. And having no time to take care of that part of us which is real which is our spirit this is a time where your faith is going to be it's going to demonstrate it's going to be demonstrated by what you do yes you once upon a time you gave the excuse that i'm busy i'm going to work i don't have time now you have time now you have time because in south africa we've been given 21 days for free for free It's not annual leave it's for free the government says stay home stay home it says don't go anywhere unless it is necessary for you don't go anywhere i mean what can i say to this other than to say thank you mr president because 21 days of of free to be at home ah it's beautiful it's nice but you see what you do with this gift will be reflected by your faith. By your belief in unseen things. So, in other words, your belief in unseen things is going to be demonstrated by what you do, which is your faith. Your faith, what you do is your faith. And then, the third part is, of course, your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Now, many of us are also going to be tested in many areas. And one of such areas is our giving our giving and our evangelistic effort evangelistic effort once upon a time we could go to a crowded place we gather people and we witness to them now you can't gather people does it mean that people must go to hell because they cannot be gathered we have to come up with a way to still preach the gospel whether by television whether by internet whatever means we have to come up and preach the gospel because souls are dying and souls will die but they must die in christ otherwise death will be victorious and it is our duty as christians never to fail these people no matter what difficulty we are in thank god that his spirit is never limited by a situation and so our faith is being tested here also in our evangelistic effort and also in the area of our giving our giving do you give because somebody told you to give or do you give because you are obedient to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness now many things must continue are you going to say that God's work on earth among humans must stop because there's a crisis or are you going to say that i whatever in my life and wherever i am god is going to be first now for some of you it's going to reflect in your giving in your giving some of you it's like i don't see pastor so nothing it's going to reflect it's going to show in your are you going to give when nobody's watching you or nobody's calling you to give Nobody is saying, lift up your offering. Let us pray. Are you going to have a heart? Do you believe that God's work, the invisible aspect of God's work, and that is salvation of souls must occur, even in the coronavirus shutdown? This is a test. And remember that giving is a covenant between you and God. It has nothing to do with what the pastor does with it or doesn't do with it and don't believe this world who say that uh, 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 why do you have to give to a church you are making the pastors rich and all those things listen let me not go into details and talk about many things but it is, it is what they believe if you are a believer what you believe will determine what you do your faith will be evidence of what you believe and therefore, as we are in this season, don't stop giving because it is the Lord alone who will sustain you. And like it was told to the widow of Zarephath, make me first. Let God come first in your giving. Let God come first in your giving. Let God come first in your giving. And then also make sure that We come up with ideas of winning souls and leading people to Christ. The church of God is not a physical building. Even though we need a physical building as a place of shelter from the sun and the rain, the church of God is you and I together are the body of Christ. And the body must be maintained healthy. The body must be kept growing and demonstrating that it's alive so as we go through this season i'll be sharing with you on different aspects and different things that we need to do now one of the things that this season highlights or one of the one of the one of the one of the issues that this season brings out clearly is the words of jesus whether they are true or they are not true and i believe that in my next sermon i'm going to highlight a bit more on this aspect because many of us are held in bondage by the lies that the world has told us but in my next sermon i'm going to show you the truth that this is the case and the evidence is there because you see that the many things the world will tell you it cannot be it's actually happening because everybody is afraid of dying and nobody wants to die and the, I, I will not advise anybody to die recklessly die only when it's your time so i believe that this is an opportunity for us to really grow strong and demonstrate our faith by our works amen let us pray father we thank you for this opportunity to share your word thank you for the many lives and many people that have heard this word i know that by your spirit you will continue to speak to us and cause our lives to go higher. We will not come out less than we have entered because you are you are a God of the hills as well as a God of the valley. You don't build us only when we gather. You build us by your spirit individually. Therefore, this change of situation is not affecting you in any way and I know for a fact that you continue to do that which you have begun in your people. I pray that none of the people under my watch and none of the people hearing me shall fall by the wayside, but they shall come out stronger and healthier in their walk with you. Thank you, Father. If you are not born again and you want to give your life to Jesus, I wanted to pray this prayer with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity that I have to come before you and accept that I'm a sinner, I've lived my own way. I've done my own things and I have rebelled against your word. But today I come to you just as I am. Have mercy on me and receive me. Forgive me of all my sins as I declare my faith in Jesus Christ. As your son who came on earth, he died and rose again after the third day. I believe he's seated at your right hand. By this prayer, I invite him into my heart to be my Lord and to be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and for dying for me. I pray and I ask that you baptize me with the Holy Spirit, that I may walk and live a life that best testimony that I'm born again. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So at the end of the preaching, there will be an opportunity you to give an offering the accounts will be displayed and like i said it's a test of your faith what would you do because surely if you were in church and in my presence and i preached you would have given an offering now that nobody's seeing you would you give an offering or would you say you don't care remember i may not see you but god with whom you have to do is seeing and watching your attitude towards his kingdom even in the darkest of hours, in these difficult times. And then before I leave, I want to also encourage you to take some important books to read as a Christian. And uh, this is a time when you can read all the books you've never had time to read. This is not a time to sleep and be watching movies and other things. It's a time to declare that you are a believer in unseen things by feeding your spirit. So this book, How to Neutralize Curses by my father, my spiritual father, my real father in every way, the man who has looked after me and has watched over my life to this day. He has written a book, I mean many books and these are just a few of them that I as a pastor want to encourage all the people that I care for to read. How to Neutralize Curses. It's a very important book it will help your life and you will never be the same you will not make the mistake of doing things that brings cases into your life but rather you are you'll be conscious to do things that brings a blessing into your life and then also the book a good general a good general it tells you the many things that can happen to a life that is destined to accomplish great things the challenges you face Satan, our adversary, the Bible calls him, is not in favor of the love that God has bestowed upon you and how God wants to lift you higher and, and cause your life to bring glory to, his, to him and to you also whilst you are here on earth. But as you learn the different principles that is demonstrated in this book as a good general, you will know how to fight and you will be prepared for the enemy. The, the unpreparedness for the coronavirus is the reason why we, are, we appear to be defeated by this virus. But I pray that God, by His mercy, will give us the upper hand and we shall come out. Amen. And then the third book that I want to recommend to you, if you don't have it, you must have it, is the book Faith Secrets. It will tell you a lot about faith which I've preached about. And for some weeks to come, I believe I'm going to share from this book so that your faith, your belief in unseen things would, would go higher and it will be evidence all over your life that you'll be found pleasing to God. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you safe. May you be delivered from every evil that is said against your life. May you avoid escape every arrow of the enemy directed at you through the coronavirus and other means may you escape may there be no bad news in your family may the lord protect your family by the blood of jesus christ i apply it over your family i apply it at your doorpost may the evil angel pass by pass pass over you and not come into your dwelling place I know that God will bring us stronger than he has taken us in because he's a God who keeps getting better at what he's doing in our lives. He keeps on getting better. And I know that we shall do well in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. Till so we'll we meet again. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.